67 in your green book, we stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities, with which I have offended thee, and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and truly repent of them, and I pray thee of thy boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death, of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, who heartily repent of your sins, believe on Jesus Christ, and sincerely and earnestly purpose by the assistance of God the Holy Ghost, henceforth to amend your sinful lives. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Be enjoyed. toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. 
Let us pray. We beseech the Almighty God, look upon the hearty desires of thy humble servants and stretch forth the right hand of thy majesty to be our defense against all our enemies. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. The Old Testament reading for a coolie is from the 22nd chapter of the book of 2 Samuel. <clears throat> then David spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The strength, or God is my strength in whom I will trust my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior. You have, made me from, you have saved me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. When the waves of death surrounded me, the floods of ungodliness made me afraid, the sorrow of Sheol surrounded me, the snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord, and I cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry entered his ears. Here ends the reading. The epistle is from the fifth chapter of the book of Ephesians, beginning at, or in the fifth verse. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, or covetousness, let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man with a, who is an adulterer has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, he, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all godliness, righteousness, and truth. Here ends the epistle. We rise for the reading of the gospel. <laughs> Arise, O Lord, 
Gospel according to St. Luke, the 11th chapter. And Jesus was casting out a demon, and it was mute. So it was when the demon had gone out that the mute spoke, and the multitude marveled. But some of them said, He casts out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Others, testing him, sought from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to destruction, or to desolation, and a house divided against itself falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, How will his kingdom stand? Because you say, I cast out demons by Beelzebub. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, His goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. He says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. And it happened as he spoke these things that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast that nursed you. But he said, More than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Here ends the gospel. Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, 
begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeded from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who is saved by the prophets. And I believe one holy Christian apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come.
sermon text is from Luke 11. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falls. This is our text. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, who has sent thy Son into the world to destroy the works of the devil, we beseech thee, curb the tyranny of the wicked foe, protect us against him, keep us from security, and graciously preserve by us, preserve us by thy Holy Spirit in all our temptations, that being ever defended from the evil one, we may, until our end, walk in thy fear according to thy word. And finally, obtain everlasting salvation through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth, one God forever and ever. Amen. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus heals a mute man by driving a demon who had held him. Now, the response should have been fear and trembling, as those around then would have known that this Jesus is, in fact, the Son of God. They should have fallen down in worship. They should have trusted in Jesus. They should have listened to every word and sought to follow it in their lives. But the actual response is quite different from that. Uh, In fact, there are three different responses First, there is the multitudes, and it says that they marvel at the miracle. Now, marveling itself isn't, isn't terrible, but, well, if that's all you do in offering to God, then it, it, it is shallow, it's, it's irreverent. Jesus is not performing magic shows in order to marvel the crowd. Our Savior is healing a man, well, because of his mercy, because of his love for him. His miracles are signs that are to show us that he is the promised one. The second response, it tells us in the text, that some of them say, he casts out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Well, this response is worse than simply marveling. Now, though it does actually uh, acknowledge the validity of the miracle, It attributes the source of the power of that miracle as to have come from the devil. And so, to call God's work the devil's work, that's the very definition of blasphemy. And that is what they are doing in their response. They are blaspheming. Jesus explains, as he refutes this claim, that it is not logically true See, Satan would then be seen to be fighting against Satan, and a divided house, well, would would fall, uh, and it is to this point of division, being divided, uh, that we will return a little later in the sermon. The conclusion that a demonic force had helped Jesus to cast out a demon is simply an error in judgment, but not for them. You see, those who had brought this forward is not because they're having trouble with logic. They are purposefully and intentionally rejecting him. And Jesus knows that they are not being honest. They are saying these things in order to try to stop the people, the multitudes around, from coming to believe in Jesus. Nobody wants to follow a man who is doing the devil's work. 
But their hypocrisy is seen because in their rejection of Jesus, well, they already have their disciples, their sons of the prophets, if you will, and they had taught them and they were going out and attempting to exercise uh, demons and they didn't say they were doing the devil's work. So Jesus shows this uh, hypocrisy. The third response, when we get to verse 16, others testing him, sought from him a sign from heaven. Well, Jesus just did a miraculous sign, and these deny that that was a miraculous sign completely, unlike the second one, which admitted it, but said it was from the devil. Uh, This one said, yes, uh, uh, in fact, he did it. But you see, Jesus did this to show that though the devil is a strong man, Jesus is a stronger one, and he was the one who defeated. But you see, these people deny the miracle altogether and demanding another sign. This second group attempted to make the miracle irrelevant and they're not going to believe and they know he's not going to do anything for them. They will continue to deny everything which they see. Uh, they will always be those who demand signs but never come to faith. So, these are the three answers. The three responses that we have, and none of them are the correct response. And if that weren't enough, a fourth is added, and it comes a little bit later at the very end of today's gospel reading. The fourth one is that a person, a woman in the crowd, praises Jesus' mother. Now, it's, it's not that Jesus' mother was not a blessed mother. She, she was, but... You see, that's not the right response uh, when Jesus heals the man uh, and drives out the demon. Jesus says, well, yes, but more than that, what's the real point? Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. This miracle points to who he is. And when you know who he is, you are to keep the word of God. You are to listen to the words that he says. The miracle confirms him. He is the Son of God come in human flesh. Uh, And so, with that weight of divine authority, the right answer, as I said before, is to hear the word of God and to keep it. Jesus' message is always, confess your sins and believe in him for the forgiveness of sins. And through faith, we enter into the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the church and the kingdom of God is always hearing his word. All right, let me come back to that section on on division. Back in verse 17 and 18, it says this. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? This account wasn't written so that we could just get kind of a historical understanding of their response and what he said, what I've, what I've taught you so far. Uh, it's not just about their reaction to what Jesus said 2,000 years ago. It was written so that we would not commit the same faults which they did. When we see what Jesus is doing and driving out a demon, we don't want to come up with those same three, four uh, uh, wrong understandings. Let this be a lesson to us. You see, if God's kingdom is going to come, then the devil's kingdom 
must be kicked out. There are only two options. He who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters. Jesus quite clearly tells these, especially these scribes and Pharisees, that they are not a part of God's kingdom and that he is the son of God come to gather and to bring in. They are scattering, trying to direct the hearers away to say that Jesus is not presenting the truth from God's word, but the devil's stuff. Jesus says, no, there are two options, and that is it. You see, for us, we need to know this is not the time to be an observer. It is not, we, we, we don't just observe and applaud Christianity uh, like those who marvel at Jesus' miracle. Wow, that, that's pretty good stuff. We don't pat the pastor on the back for his preaching and then continue to hold grudges or continue to say hateful things in our lives. We don't speak well about the things which our church is doing and then, and then don't offer to assist. Or, or, or to help or to support the church in its work. We don't highly praise uh, the teaching that we find in the small catechism and then don't recite it or, or don't use it uh, uh, daily in our prayers or, or, or don't come to hear the teaching of it in uh, catechesis on Wednesdays. No, we, we want to hear these things and we want to follow them. This is not a time to be an observer. Like many things in this world, there is no middle ground. Take, for example, marriage. You can't be married and not married. These two things are mutually exclusive. If you try to have both, you will either ruin your marriage or you will simply engage in immorality. The fruits of marriage only come to those who are married, according to the word of God. I had a discussion, or, or heard someone speak about, uh, they, they were talking about their marriage, and they said, oh, uh, uh, we have an open marriage. Open marriage? Well, yes, you know, we can, we can have other, other partners. So you're not married. <laughs> marriage is the devotion, the exclusive part. You're you just undefined marriage. You, you, you can't have it. I guess you're not married. It is one or the other, mutually exclusive. No middle ground. Due to the love of these things, the things of the world, there are things like, well, goods, money, travel, high-paying career, etc. Young people have been told, uh, uh, hold off, don't get married, don't have children. Uh, uh, well, Sometimes you can't have it both ways. It's one or the other. If you don't have children, you don't have a family. You don't have grandchildren. You don't have soccer games to attend. You don't have school events or recitals. Similarly, yes, you don't stay up nights with your sick kids and you don't pay for college. But you can't have it both ways. You can't just rent a spouse or rent a kid. It's not marriage. It's not a family. You can't try it for a while and then switch. It's a lifelong commitment of which there is no break. There's no middle ground. 
When it comes to the kingdom of God, there is no middle ground. There are a whole bunch of people there. They're hanging around with Jesus. But that doesn't make them yet a part of the kingdom. Just because you think that the Christianity is a good thing and you want your children to embrace it, it doesn't mean that you yourself trust in Christ. Those who try to embrace evolution and then remain a Christian will find these two things are incompatible. Those claiming to be a Christian who wish to deny the God-given order of a man and a woman will find that they are a house divided. Those who cling to their sinful human reason and not use God's word in order to kill off the sinful desires of the flesh will end up losing their Christianity. Jesus is teaching us there is no middle ground. Christianity is not a hobby that you dabble with on the side. You're either all in or you're not. The woman who praised Jesus' mother was not wrong in what she said, but that doesn't mean that Jesus' miracle or his words had given her salvation. You see, not everyone who loves his spouse or is patriotic or, or loves apple pie is, is necessarily a Christian. Maybe you love the liturgy, but that doesn't mean you believe. Maybe you praise Christianity and its good morals and its support for the family, but you're too proud to confess your sins, those which you have committed. Don't even let good things get in the way of your fear, love, and trust in God. Jesus says, more than that, again, love of, of Mary, of, his, of your mother, of I, is not bad. Teaching children, great. But more than that, more than that, those who hear the word of God and keep it, those are the ones that are blessed. So those who attempt to drive out Satan by their own strength will find that they have not made things better, but worse. Those who have heard the word of God and the teaching of Jesus Christ and then reject it will find that they are, as Jesus says, in a worse predicament than they were before. Because having rejected the word of God, they have now become hardened in the very instrument which God is using in order to create Christians. Before Jesus drove out the demon and gave the mute man his voice, everyone gathered around, everyone was listening to him. In fact, I might say that everybody looked like a Christian. Well, but after Jesus had done those things, the word of God exposed sinful thoughts and attitudes. And that was good. For Jesus' miracle received revealed that Jesus was the stronger man. And that was good, too. But the response of the many showed that they had a divided house already, didn't they? Although their reasons varied, they refused to walk, many of them as children of light. Like Pharaoh, who rejected the miracles of God and hardened his heart, the people refused the finger of God, which desired to cast out sin. Some rejected goodness, some rejected Jesus' righteousness, some rejected the truth, and some called evil things good. Give your attention to the Jesus who worked a miracle. He's going to take away your sin and open your mouth, your mute mouth, to declare his praises. The kingdom of God comes when Jesus 
working by the Holy Spirit through the Word, drives out our sinful thoughts and words and deeds. The finger of God is going to perform surgery to remove our heart of stone and give us a desire, a desire to love God and our neighbor. During this season of Lent, leave behind your divided house. Give more attention to the Word of God. Be more diligent about your examination of sin and the confession of it. And believe in Jesus Christ, the one who suffered and died and took away your sin. Fear and love God and do the fruits of faith. Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. The Offertory on page 18. We stand. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank thee for all thy goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of thy dear Son, for the revelation of thy will and grace. And we beseech thee so to implant thy word in us, that in good and honest hearts we may keep it, and bring forth fruit by patient continuance in well-doing. Most heartily we beseech thee so to rule and govern thy church universal with all its pastors and ministers that it may be preserved in the pure doctrine of thy saving word whereby faith toward thee may be strengthened and charity increased in us toward all mankind. Grant also health and prosperity to all in authority especially to the President and Congress of the United States the governor and legislature of this commonwealth and to all our judges and magistrates and endue them with grace to rule after thy good pleasure to the maintenance of righteousness and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please thee also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries that they may cease their enmity and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, 
anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for thy name and for thy true sake. Comfort, O God, with thy Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of thy fatherly will. And although we have deserved thy righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat thee, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth, nor our many transgressions, but out of thine unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of thy mercy and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble show thyself a very present help, the Savior of all men and especially of them that believe. Cause also the needful fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations, and to all pure arts, and useful knowledge, and crown them with thy blessings. We ask, dear Lord, that you would be with our Bishop James, our pastors Michael and Gary, that you would also provide for Charity Lutheran in Burleson, Texas, and their pastor, Kent Heimbigner. Continue to uh, bless Pastor Maureen in Columbia uh, and provide uh, for his needs. Be with our armed forces, as well as with Jason and Blake, our police officers, also Daniel and Alex, our shut-ins, Carolyn and Patty, our elderly, Violet and Tom. Be with Susan, our unborn child. Provide for our students, for Tom and Kara, Jonathan, Sarah, Sadie, Alexis, and Jessica. We also ask uh, that you would, in mercy, provide for the needs of Larry and Deb, Christina, Jim and Charlotte, Rusty, Philip, and Mervon. We also ask that you would give comfort to the family of Elmer, who passed away this uh, past week, uh, that they might always put their hope in the resurrection of Christ. These and whatsoever other things thou wouldst have us ask of thee, O Lord, vouchsafe unto us for the sake of the bitter sufferings and death of Jesus Christ, thine only Son, our Lord and Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever.
page 144. The Lord Saying, 
drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.